Hey everyone, you're listening to the Mentopad podcast. I'm Anantam Nambiar, a computer science and engineering student currently in my final year. I'll be talking a little bit about myself, my robotics journey, hackathons, quizzing, and some tips on placement prep. Quite the spread, isn't it? So stay tuned and I hope you have a great listen. Before I start, let me remind you something that Elzo said in his episode. All of what we say doesn't matter unless you're driven. Whatever you're going to do, you're going to face issues and problems that will plague you and trouble you. But you just need to be persistent and ride out that storm. There have been many times when I've been stuck on problems for days and it would eat my head inside out. And most of these times, I'd probably be like, you know, screw it. Let someone else take care of it. Or, you know, this can't be done. Why am I wasting my time on this? But that satisfaction you get when you finally solve that problem, I mean, words can't describe that feeling. So yeah, unless you have that motivation and drive, there is no point to all of this. So let's start off. Let's talk robotics. So my stint with robotics came up when I joined this amazing group of people, Team RoverX. If you don't know who we are, you know, just give us a look on Facebook or Instagram. We develop Mars rover prototypes, just like the stuff that NASA builds. And we take it for competitions around the world. We're a part of Creation Labs, which is like this amazing makerspace where we can build whatever shit we want to. I cannot emphasize the role that RoverX and Creation Labs has had in my life to shape who I am. I remember when I was a clueless first year, sitting around being intimidated by all these projects and seniors and thinking to myself, how would I fit in here? Well, three years down the line, not gonna lie, I'm still intimidated by them. Although I'm not as clueless as I was back then. These guys worked on crazy stuff. Mars rovers, unmanned aerial vehicles, drones, satellite, autonomous cars and whatnot. So that's where my robotics journey began. At first, it was scary. I mean, I was diving into something that I didn't fully understand. And I still don't, to be honest. It's such a vast area to research in and you barely scratch the surface. So I started out developing the UI and the other elements that were needed to control our rover. Slowly, I worked on building out the entire architecture from the UI to the communications to the hardware interfacing. And we finally reached that point where if we press the joystick, the rover would move. So how did I get till there? from that clueless first year. I had found, well, when I say I, I actually mean my nice seniors, who found out this crazy little thing called ROS. 
robotic operating system this thing is the fundamental building block on which most bots are developed anyone who's willing to get into robotics you need to read up about ross and your whole life becomes easier i remember when i was starting out i was trying to make sense of all the packet formats and stuff that my senior had developed for the communication systems but then ross came along and almost instantly it made things better so if you're looking to get your feet wet in the vast sea that is robotics start off with ross and maybe thank me later in due course i'd start working with ml and the kinematics of controlling robotic arms computer vision for object detection and many more advanced stuff and there's a whole lot more to learn in robotics like i said i probably just grazed the surface there's a lot more that i want to explore things like inverse kinematics to control robotic arms simulations path planning and all that things so these are maybe some things that you can look into as well once you've gotten a basic understanding of how ross works okay so now that i've told you how to get started with robotics let me tell you where i've implemented it other than roverx i mean so in october 2018 i had the opportunity to attend a hack at harvard university the harvard university i mean i was scared shitless and i was really nervous about this whole thing my team who are also my teammates from roverx were some of the smartest and the best guys i have known and i didn't want to let them down so we decided to play to our strengths and we built a bot we were very lucky at that time because we won a prize there since then i've been to one more international hackathon at the university of pennsylvania and few more in india as well but from that hack in harvard i learned a lot about how to go about a hack till then i had a very easy come easy go attitude towards hacks our team would sit and think of some idea halfway through the hack and then implement something at the last minute but at harvard we saw something very different most of the teams that came there already had ideas ready some were even halfway through their prototypes before they even came for the hack they were very well prepared and they spent very less time in the hack actually hacking and for very good reason too these hacks they always had some sessions going on where they would have talks or workshops or some other event or the other and these guys would go and sit for them and learn and have a lot of fun while we'd be grinding our asses trying to find some idea that we think can give these guys a run for their money another thing that they do was network they would go around talk to the other hackers discuss their projects and their problems this would give them ideas 
that they could go and use in other hacks with some changes of their own, obviously. This changed my whole attitude towards hacks. So the next time when Penapps came around, we were prepared. Our idea was set, our prototype was ready and tested countless times. We recorded videos of it working because we thought in case something happened over there and our prototype wouldn't work, we could still show something. We were very well prepared and we were quite confident too of ourselves. Once we went there, we were also attending the talks and the sessions, networking with the other hackers and then suddenly we'd get some hit of inspiration and come back to work on some new feature that we thought was necessary for our project. We got into the top 30 teams out there, but didn't go further. And I think I know why. Our project was a little too complicated, too many features and things, while the other ones were pretty straightforward. Innovative, like very innovative, but then they focused mostly on one issue or one problem, while us try to solve a multitude of solutions. So if you're ever attending a hackathon, be sure to keep this in mind. Be prepared, keep it straightforward, be chill and have a lot of fun. And make sure you attend a lot of hacks as well. Because every time you learn something new, and you get a lot more ideas from there. I've talked a lot about the technical stuff now. So let me go into something a little bit more chill. Hobbies and interests. So my main interest throughout my school days was quizzing. I started quizzing when I was in probably class 6 or 7. And I have never stopped. You might be thinking I'm a nerd right now. And you're probably right too. But I've had loads of fun when I was quizzing. I like to read. And I used to read up random stuff that I found online. And that helped in quizzing, which usually has simple stuff that's put in a weird or wacky way that you probably wouldn't think of at first. Like, let me give you an example. How many of you guys knew that the logo of Wikipedia has the letter W in various dialects and that the top part is empty to show that incomplete nature of the whole Wikipedia project. You see how random that is and how weird that is. And quizzing in turn has helped me a lot in my life. It put in me the habit of thinking outside the box, looking at things from a different perspective, which proved to be a good asset when I was coding and developing. I mean, I'd be stuck on issues for quite some time and then I'd think of it in a different way. Look at it with a different perspective and almost instantly things would become clear. This other habit of reading up random things also helped. This way, I was always updated on the latest tech and I would always get new ideas for projects that I could try out. I'm always scavenging Reddit for articles, project ideas, and of course, the memes. This made me try out a lot of things through these years. Scripting, machine learning, 
computer vision, back-end development, whatnot. And I'd stay up to date with all the stuff happening around the world too, which helps me keep up conversations with people. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about something that a lot of people have asked me these past few months. Placements. How to prepare, what to do, what not to do. So let me start off with this. Competitive coding. Many people will probably tell you that competitive coding is important and you need to sit and study for maybe like six months and whatnot. To be honest, I hated competitive coding. I mean, I hated it. I never saw the point of this whole thing. But I made sure that my basic algorithm knowledge was pretty decent so that I could make do with the tests. Like, I'd maybe run 7 out of 10 cases if I was really lucky. And I could try doing something or the other for almost every question that I saw. Even if it meant running two or three test cases. But that's enough. Because it's not very hard to clear the tests if your basics are pretty good. You don't need very fancy algorithms. And the interviewer, he doesn't care if you top the tests or you just scraped your ass through. Instead, I would recommend that you guys work on building out your resumes. Fill them up with a lot of projects, events, achievements. Because the way I see it, the more things that are there on your resume, the more time the interviewer would talk about those things and the less time he has to do with the technical aptitude stuff. For my interview process with Cisco, the guy would have asked me maybe like four or five technical questions. The rest of it was mostly from my projects and questions related to that. I can't emphasize how important a good resume with a lot of projects and achievements can help you out in your interview process. If you have things on your resume that others are less likely to have, then they'll definitely remember you for it. And that increases your chances of being selected. I mean, I met my interviewer after I joined Cisco and he remembered me as that rover guy. So you see how that works? But don't be scared guys. Just chill, relax and go through the process. Do what interests you. Do what makes you comfortable and you'll be good. Have fun. Try out a lot of stuff and find what piques your interest and you'll be set. And it's never too late to start. I mean, look at me. I've tried out a lot of things throughout my college life. And even right now, I'm working on full stack web dev, which is completely different from what I've been doing all this while. I've had a lot of fun making this. And I hope you guys had fun listening too and was able to take something out of it. You can always reach out to me and I'm always ready to help you guys. So that's all from my side. Adios.